Welcome to Cinema Chop Shop. Watch. Chop. Retrofit. Chewbacca. Do you think he has like a human style penis or one of those doggy red rocket penises? That's a good question. I would imagine that it's more primate than canine. Because uh, he's, you know, somewhat humanoid and warm. I'm thinking basic, basically you look at like what, what Sasquatch is packing. It's probably the same for Chewbacca. But this is not an alien species anatomy podcast. Nope. Welcome to Cinema Chop Shop. This is a movie podcast and a pop culture adjacent podcast. I'm your host, the Brew Boss Sean. I'm joined as always by my co-host, Chelsea the Regulator. Chewbacca totally has a human penis. Human I'm sorry. penis. It's human. I have spoken. It's just hairier. Yeah. That's <laughs> literally how I picture it. <laughs> and we're very, very thrilled to be joined by uh, the OG, the Podfather, the Goat, Travis Cito. Well, thank you for having me. Well, this was this was your idea, so uh, I, I blame you. I guess this was like a random thought that I had, and you're like, "All right, we're running with it." Well, it kind I, of does beg discussion, though. And you you love the movie so much. Um, one, of, one of the iterations, I know that you loved a lot. I I wouldn't go so far as to say loved. Oh no, like, you did. You talked about it every week for like. A good month. Well, you know, that 1937 classic, it's just... (laughs) (laughs) We're talking about A Star is Born. Again. All four (laughs) versions. Without wasting any time, I'm going to jump right in. We're going to do a quick overview of each of the films. Yep. The first Star is Born was released in 1937, Mm -hmm. produced by David O. Selznick, directed by William Wellman, uh, from a script by Wellman, Robert Carson, Dorothy Parker, and Alan Campbell. Stars Janet Gaynor in her only Technicolor film as an aspiring Hollywood actress uh-huh. and Frederick March in his Technicolor debut as a fading movie star who helps launch her career. Then we're going to be talking about 1954's A Star is Born, directed by George Cukor. 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 I am Cukor. Written by Moss Hart and starring Judy Garland and James Mason. And we'll we'll get into it, but the Judy Garland uh, performance is, how should I say, a bit unhinged. Yeah. yeah, yeah, we'll get into that. After that, 1976's version, directed by Frank Pearson, written by Pearson, John Gregory Dunn, Joan Didion, and starring Barbara Streisand, Chris Christopherson, and Gary Busey. Yes. God. I, that was a pleasant surprise. I did not know he was in the movie, and he showed up. I'm like, it's fucking Gary Busey. <laughs> uh, then finally, we'll wrap it up uh, with a discussion of uh, 2018's version, uh, produced and directed by Bradley Cooper in mm-hmm. his directorial debut, and with a screenplay by Cooper, Eric Roth, and Will Fetters. It stars Cooper, Lady Gaga. Lady Gaga. Gaga. Dave Chappelle. Andrew Dice Clay and Sam Elliott. Yep. All right. So, 1937. Of course, the main characters will be Esther Blodgett. Mm-hmm. It's funny how the names change, yeah. but not completely throughout the span yeah, of these yeah. four movies. Yeah, I'm kind of making a note of that. Uh, her, her stage name, Vicki Lester. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, of course, Norman Maine, the leading man. Frederick March had won the uh, Best Actor previously as uh, Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde. Oh, okay. So he kind That's of cool. he kind of had some uh, some some serious. Did um, they give him two statues? Right. Ah, but I'm all tarnished and dented. Mm-hmm. This is the original, and yes. uh, the I think the big glaring uh, differentiator in this is that we see her grandmother as a character in the film, as kind of a. Uh, Cheerleader. Okay. Uh, that's something that's not really present in the other three. Well, also, the this is the only one of the four, unless I'm mistaken, that's not a straight-up musical. Correct. Right? Right. Yeah, there's like there's no musical numbers. Yeah, this one's very much about acting. Yeah. Uh, many have surmised that, the, uh, that this version is uh, drawn directly from the life of Barbara Stanwyck. Okay. The actress. I saw her uh, naked earlier today. She was looking pretty good. Yeah. She was married to vaudeville star Frank Fay in 1928, just as she was emerging as a chorus girl. Okay. So a lot of this follows her star path pretty closely. This, of course, was the first all-color film nominated for an Academy Award for Best Picture. I don't know. They looked pretty white to me. (laughs) Widely considered to be the first Technicolor film that was a bona fide critical and box office success. Okay. 
By the way, the Oscar that uh, Janet Gaynor's character receives in the film is the actress's own Best Actress Oscar. Oh, she, she used her real previously. award. Yeah, she she uh, won hers in 1929. Nice. So, yeah, she was using her own props. That's a fucking gotta, baller gotta give move. Her props. Right? It really is. I love it. It's yeah. like if Alec Baldwin had brought his own gun to the set right? of Rust. Oh, wow. Anything else we want to say about this one before we jump on to the others? I don't want to feel like we're rushing through them, but I know um, that we're going to dig I in. I have more to say when we get okay. into More them. like a star is boring. <laughs> Ooh. I, I it was it was a tough watch for me. Really? Yeah. Okay. I really liked it. Okay, I definitely like this one a lot myself. Okay, but we'll get into our uh, rankings at the end of the episode. Dive right into 1954's version. Oof. Boy, oh boy. Yep. This is quite the movie. I mean, we have to start with the runtime, right? Yeah. Originally, oh 196 minutes. Yes. Cut it, down to, to 181. 181 by Cooker. And then the final running time was 154 minutes for wide release. And uh, it lost two major musical numbers and a crucial dramatic scene. Cooker called it very painful to watch uh, and later restored the film into uh, its 181-minute uh, runtime that you can find today using uh, some badly damaged footage as well as some production stills shown over dialogue. dialogue. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's part of the restored version. You're right. So uh, kind of strange. And, and then, of course, you <laughs> there are all kinds of things to talk about with this film. Uh, this is the first movie that Garland made um, after she was released from her MGM contract. Okay. So there was a lot of um, anticipation for this as kind of her, her comeback. She was uh, nominated for Best Actress, but she lost to Grace Kelly. What's her age in this time frame? How old is she when she did this? Mm, I don't have that. We can do some math and figure it out. It's hard to say because she was, when she was first starting out, she was made to look older, and then later she was made to look younger. I have a feeling she's not very old when she does this, but my God, she looks... She's been ridden hard and put away yeah, wet. It was, it's it was ironic. Sad. It's ironic, too, because her character is supposed to be the more stable of the two. Yeah. Yes. And it, she's clearly off the deep end with whatever sort of little dolls she was ingesting. Yeah, this, yeah. Uh, this movie was thick with irony in, mm -hmm. in a sad way because we all knew that she was a problem. Um, Cooker wanted uh, Cary Grant to be in the, the role of, okay. uh, of Maine, but, uh, he, and, and Cooker had directed him three times before, and Grant denied the role. He chose instead to travel with his wife, Betsy Drake. Um, plus, he had also heard that Garland was unreliable on set. Oh, okay. So he just he he stayed away from it, right? Um, despite being a pop culture sensation and Judy Garland nearly winning the Academy Award, uh, the film actually lost money and left Judy Garland broke. Now, when he went, when Cary Grant went traveling with his wife, what direction did they go? I don't know. Was it north by northwest? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, they're being chased by planes. Yeah, I mean that's Cary Grant, right? Yeah, He's, right. Yeah, okay. You're right. Just a lot of musical numbers. I mean, by contrast, like we said, the first version, none, you know, none. In this one, you're treated to, and I use that word loosely, musical number after musical number Extended after musical, musical number. number. Well, then, and then you go into intermission, and then you come back, and you're still doing musical numbers. I think that's part of the reason why it didn't do so well, because it felt very self-indulgent. And I think it translates. And people are like, I don't want to watch this pretentious shit. Like... <laughs> Well, the thing is, people did watch it, but the problem was that, as you said, self-indulgent. Uh, the budget was bloated, and it just yeah could not uh, make its money back. Uh, Nineteen seventy-six then gave us its own version, um, starring Barbara Babs and uh, Chris Christopherson. Which I feel like this was a Barbara Streisand movie, and not a Chris Christopherson movie, or a uh, a co co leading thing. I think it. Her ego trumped everything, and the movie is about Barbara Streisand. It definitely is. Um, mm -hmm. The there were several actors who were considered for the role of John Norman. John Norman. God, John, Norman. Fucking, John Norman. John Norman. Stand that she sounded like his mother. John yeah. Norman. John Norman. Fuck. Um, among wash the behind your ears. <laughs> God. Among the actors considered for the uh, lead were Neil Diamond and Marlon Brando. Okay. Streisand and Peters 
wanted Elvis Presley for the role. No. no. Uh, They met with Elvis and discussed the film, and he was interested in taking the part, thinking it would revive his career. 1976 Elvis does not Not, need to be (laughs) on screen. However, the colonel Uh advised Elvis against it because they weren't giving him top billing or the substantial amount of money that he thought he was worth. Even though Elvis had not been in a film since 1969. He was still trying to command that top billing money. So speaking of Chris Christopherson, he denies it, but I think it's pretty obvious that he's emulating a Jim Morrison type. Yeah, he said that he wasn't. He said, I just happen to have long hair and a beard and yeah. happen to wear the same kind of shirt. Or lack thereof. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. I also think about the time, too. where yeah. And there are definitely parallels between the real life of Jim Morrison and the, the yeah. tragic decline of this character. Obviously... Um, we start getting the uh, changes in the names. We still have Esther, but it's Esther mm. Hoffman. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, I guess out of necessity, perhaps. They the, needed her to be Jewish, so they gave her the yes. name Hoffman. There were two endings to the film uh, for this one shot. You had the ambiguous ending and then a very deliberate implication that it was suicide ending. Mm-hmm. The version that shown was the ambiguous ending. Which I don't think it was ambiguous I don't think it at was all. at all. <laughs> no, I think it was pretty I clear. think they, they should have just ended it with him going over that hill. Cut. Perfect. Yeah. I think that's far more... Yep. Yeah. Uh, director Frank Pearson was so angered by his experience working with Barbara mm-hmm. um, <laughs> that he wrote a first-person account published in both the New York and New West magazines. Oh my God, I want to read it. Detailing what a <gasps> horrible experience it had been. Pearson portrayed his star as egocentric, manipulative, and controlling. The article was published just prior to the film's release. Oh, wow. And Streisand and Pearson never worked together again. I guess not. <laughs> Shit, I want to read it. Oh, my God. <laughs> Regarding his leading lady, Chris Christopherson said, filming with Streisand is an experience which may have cured me of the movies. <laughs> that was very diplomatically put. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. <laughs> and then, of course, 2018 gives us uh, its own version starring... Bradley Cooper as Jackson Jack Maine. Maine. And Lady Gaga Uh as Allie. Allie. They just completely completely just said fuck it. And she goes in the direction of like a share. When she starts performing, she just uses the name Allie. Yeah. The development for this film dated back as early as 1990 with Will Smith starring. However, his participation was nixed by his decision to star in Ali. In 2000, Jamie Foxx and Oliver Stone were rumored to be seriously interested in remaking the movie with Foxx first seeking out Aaliyah. I can see that more. And yeah. Then, and I then Paul, cool. Walk, having, Paul Walker for the leading role. Okay. No. Uh, I, would, I would put Jamie Foxx in the leading role. Same. Lauren Hill and Mariah Carey were also sought after Alicia Keys. Yes, Lauren down. Hill, no Mariah Carey. Uh, Correct. Pl- plans for the adaptation were shelved for several years. In January of 2011, it was announced that Clint Eastwood was in talks to oh, direct God. Beyonce no. and creator Bradley Can Cooper. Can you imagine the, on, the, the onset conversations between Beyonce and Clint Eastwood? Yeah. I don't he want wanted to. it to be a fourth installment in his Get Off My Lawn series. Jesus Christ. The studio wants you to show your teats. <laughs> However, the project was delayed due to Beyonce's pregnancy. In April 2012, writer Will Ferrell's told Collider that the script was inspired by Kurt Cobain. Did you say Will Ferrell? No, Will Fetters. Oh, okay. It did sound like you said Will Ferrell. I was like, whoa, that's that's, that's out, of, yeah. out of type. Well, wouldn't that be funny? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see. What else? There's, there's some other cool stuff about this. Uh, critical and commercial success. It grossed over $436 million worldwide. Receiving praise for Cooper, Gaga, and Elliot's performances, and Cooper's direction, which I disagree with, as well as the screenplay, cinematography, and music. That doesn't even cover the fact that the soundtrack had over 60 million units sold. Oh, that's one thing that's consistent throughout these remakes, is they spawned hit songs. The I'm still listening to Shallow uh, in the car and the shower. But yeah, Streisand had a hit song from this. So did Christopherson, and I believe Judy Garland did as well. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see what else. Uh, Bradley Cooper had to undergo a full body spray tan every day, <laughs> yeah. 
And he was forced <laughs> to. Right. Let's, let's not forget, he was the director. They, he was um, spray tanning his vocal cords to sound Jesus. more like more like Sam Elliott. Why'd you steal my voice? Uh, he also had to endure menthol around his eyes so he would look bloodshot and high. Okay, I can um, think of another way to achieve that effect. Well, right. Well, Bradley was clean and sober, so that's right. That was a big storyline. Uh, Lady Gaga remained barefaced with only a lip balm and moisturizer on a majority of the film. Oh, that what was, a fucking liar! That Absolutely was the, wasn't not. the only thing that was bare. A <laughs> uh, majority of the drag queen scenes were unscripted and improvised. Hmm. Barbara Streisand, star of the previous version, complained that it was too similar to her movie. Okay. While saying she'd have preferred the version that didn't pan out with Beyonce because it would at least feature a different musical style. Hmm. So Her she's saying God. she's yes. saying Lady Gaga's two babs. Yes. And it's taking away from my oh my, my God. shit. <sighs> Whatever. Barbara Streisand looks like Bette Midler now. <laughs> <laughs> By the way. We're drinking check-in beers Ah, uh, beer check-in. Oh, yeah, check on tap. I put them in there all the time. Well, this is from New Anthem, our friends in Wilmington, North Carolina. This is called Lower Hate. As in the hate district of San Francisco? As in my hate for the Streisand version is less than the, my hate for the Garland version. No, it's not spelled like that. <laughs> it's hate like hate Ashberry. It's a delicious IPA. Though. It really is great. Not overbearing on the hoppiness, just... Very drinkable. What's our ABV? I don't know. Let's see. Uh, ooh, 6.3. 6.3. 6.3. Yeah, that's a very good. decent number. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so that's the overview, as wordy as it was. I think that we were saying before that it's it's kind of difficult to rank them because even though they're all from a different time, they do very much follow the same structure. Yes. Um, the the star who's in his decline due to alcoholism, the newfound uh, newfound star being starlet being born. My personal preference, I like the most recent one, the best, the 2018 version. But the first two, it's oh man. They see the the one with. With uh, Dorothy Gale, it um, it suffers from over length. Yeah, and it's there's a lot of it that's really hard to take. So if I had to, I would say 2018, mm-hmm. 1954, 76. No, I'm sorry, 2018, 37, uh, 76, 54. That's from top to bottom. I like the newest one the best. Then go to the first one. Then Streisand. And then the Judy Garland one is my least favorite. Mine is 37. And this is where I struggle a yeah. little bit. Because th- there's one scene in the 54, the the, the award scene. Uh-huh. The best one out of all of them. The, you believe that he's oh, God, humiliatingly that, drunk. And that was just... It, it was uncomfortable. Yeah. It was so good. For me, like... I hated like everything else. Like that situation else. would be. Yeah. I hated everything else about it, but I, that scene for me. So I think I'll do 37, 54, 76, 2018. Boo. Well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. <laughs> After seeing the Streisand version, I really hate Bradley Cooper's performance even more because mm-hmm. it looks like a fucking parody. A parody of Chris, of Chris Yes. Yeah. I, I, oh, I really don't like that. Yeah. that's. I mean, that's true. And when I saw the 2018 version, I had not seen same. any of the previous same. ones. Same, and that's, yeah, same. Did you know that there's more than just these four? There's also a made-for-TV version that what? came out. Yeah, there's a made-for-TV version, and there's also a uh, Bollywood version and a Tagulu, tag, Tagalog, something like that. Well, there's a version as well from 1932 of a different name that follows a very similar And then there was line. also a radio play as well starring... Uh, Oh, what's his name? Burgess Meredith is in the radio <laughs> play. Yes. Um, for my ranking, I liked the original the best. Mm-hmm. And even though it wasn't well received and its aggregate rating on Rotten Tomatoes is terrible, uh, the 76 version 
Then I go with the 54 version and then the 2018 version. Okay. Uh, like to Chelsea's point, I, I liked I liked uh, James Mason's performance. God, it was so good. Very believable. Yeah. yeah. Um, I thought that Bradley Cooper's was a little over the top. Affected. And I just... And it might be that it may be that 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 this storyline isn't super relevant today. I know that there are people who still start out like that and they make their path up to stardom. But the industry is much more contrived. The the industry is different now. And I don't think that this plot line is believable anymore. The thing that pisses me off with all of them is the first one is so like promoting powerful women and the rest of them the woman is so fucking dependent on this man it's misogynistic it's fucking ridiculous and i I, frankly i am surprised that that's thrown me for a loop she that girl in the first one was fucking badass yeah she's like i'm gonna do it i don't fucking care grandma's on my side high five we're doing it the rest of them do it with me and Streisand being fucking annoying as shit. And she, in that one, she proposed marriage to him. Well, and then begged him to go on tour. Like she can't do, I can't do it without you. Fucking pathetic. So I wonder if in real life, uh, Barbara Streisand feels threatened by Lady Gaga. Probably. I think Bradley Cooper could have done good by this movie. Mm -hmm. I think the timing of everything, just what was going on in his life personally, I think affected it a lot, which is why he read as such a caricature mm-hmm. of somebody. But And they kind of addressed that with the Sam Elliott thing, because Sam Elliott and Chris Christopherson were both sex symbols at the same time. Yeah. Uh, one still more so. Uh, yes. But they address that with him being his older brother, and he says the line, why did you steal my voice? So I think that they're, they're kind of nodding to that as maybe a little bit of an homage. Hmm. Yeah, I thought of that. I just uh, he can he can do better. He could do so much better. And uh, honestly, I think I think it would have been okay, but I think the timing was just bad for him. My biggest takeaway from this, I think, and when I think about all four of them at the same time, mm-hmm. just the hot mess that Judy Garland was. It was crazy, and that it, was sad. Sad. What I didn't mention is that behind the scenes. Um, because of her addictions, plural, her weight fluctuated throughout the shooting mm-hmm. of the film. And the studio didn't like half of what was done. They had to reshoot the whole movie a second time. Um, oh, wow. Because, yeah, the entire, like all of her scenes were, were reshot because she was off the rails. And it yeah. shows on, it shows on camera. And, and I know that you could say that it's unfair because we have this context and we know the backstory. Right. But I, I think her performance bears it out that, that she's wasn't there. She was visibly sweaty. Yeah. Like in most of her scenes. She had that Oliver Reed. Yeah. It's, alcoholic look to her. And, and it, it, it's it like a fucking cautionary tale mm-hmm. is what that is. And I just, I, I, I Fucking yes, people piss me off because I can't believe the people around her would allow that to happen. Like, that's fucked to me. That's fucked. But at the time, and I think, and I don't know extensively about it, but I think in her scenario, the people who were around her were, did not have her best interest in, in mind, but the brand. Of course. The that's Judy Garland brand, which yes is people. keep them going. Uh, We'll have you. We'll have you better before the show. You know. Well, that kind of speaks to the whole overarching Hollywood mm-hmm. machine theme, uh, which is kind of funny. Life imitating art, in that regard. Yeah. Do you think that uh, the world would be a better place if one of these movies went away? <laughs> I honestly don't think it has any bearing on that whatsoever. <laughs> I don't think mm. so either. <laughs> um, I would be curious if someone, and this like. They should have done this with the 2018 version without it becoming like hokey, but like the U- YouTube, like discovering somebody on YouTube, mm. having a sort of playing the internet in with X. MySpace. I mean, probably not MySpace, but it, it is. A I mean, thing. there was a lot of bands that got there, their start on MySpace. There were, but, and that's why I say to not be fucking hokey, right. but 
I think that would have been interesting. And I think it would have also read a little bit better because that is super relevant to the internet age we are in. A viral star is born. Fucking A. That's right. Oh, that reminds me. They're making a Christian version of this, too. Ah. I think it's starring Kevin Sorbo and... um, That's A Star is Born Again. Thank you. That's what they're calling it. For real? Yeah. Oh, awesome. No, I'm kidding. It's not. Oh, I was going to say. They're they're missing an opportunity if they don't. Right. Well, that seems like a good place to stop then. (laughs) But before we uh, take our intermission, we have one thing to say. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby and get ourselves some... Star Crunch. Yes! Starbursts. Hell yeah. Fuck yeah. Yes, a star is born. And in its splendor and deep emotional fire, in its shining beauty and wonderful heart, a new era in motion picture achievement is also born. You'll see it in the richness and magnificence so lavishly poured into every scene. You'll feel it in the countless moments of deep human understanding. You'll hear it in the rousing tempo of its great music. And you'll know it when you experience the joy and jubilation of Judy Garland as the star. And you'll never forget James Mason as Norman Maine, clinging desperately to the only real love he'd ever known. There's Jack Carson, Charles Bickford, all bringing inspired life to a story that only life itself could have inspired. You don't know what it's like to see somebody you love crumble away in front of your eyes bit by bit, day by day. I, I hate myself because I failed too. You got it, just like you dreamed it. Oh no, I've got more. So much more. And we're back. Uh, thank you for bearing with us during the intermission. I had to go pee in the yard. Mm-hmm. Chelsea did not. I just held it. Nor did Travis. Nope. I'm like a camel. What else do we have to say about Stars Born? Are we going to tie a pretty bow on it? I think so. I think that um, the story has been remade for a reason. The story itself is kind of interwoven with the entertainment industry. Of course. For good or bad. Mm-hmm. And there's a reason that the powers that be keep going back to that story. Yeah. Like I said, I think that there is a, a certain amount of serendipity that doesn't happen very often these days uh-huh. that makes that story harder and harder to be believable you mean you couldn't just meet a random girl at a bar and pull her on stage in a stadium stadium show yeah it just well, doesn't happen and then at the same time like you could go to any major city where people are busking on the streets and they're fucking talented as yes. shit and like uh yeah that's why i think you need to bring the the age of the internet the viral video that angle like i a, think would a be hip-hop, interesting hip hop star is born they could make a they could make a hip hop star. I believe one. I said something to that effect at the time. I, I just didn't really care for the country angle on the uh, 2018 version. So yeah, that's it. Um, why don't we just spend the rest of our time here in the shop talking about other movies? Other movies that we've seen recently, like the movie Marathon, the 2022 movie. All right, Marathon. so embarrass me. What number are you on, Sean? Well, <laughs> actually, I screwed up my numbering. Because I confused it with one of our episode numbers. Um, I am on... Uh, you hit 360, yeah? Yeah, I, I've really screwed up my numbers here. Because I went through and... It's hashtag, 365. I hashtag Noir. I realized that when I said it. but There's I just 360 figured, degrees I figured in a circle. Like, fucking infer that I meant 365. Just, here, let us get a clean take with you saying five. Um, no, I'm I said on, what I said uh, and I stand by it. I believe I'm on 384. Four three hundred eighty-five. Damn, somewhere in that range. I am on a measly two nineteen, but I plan to remedy that this evening when I watch the Will Ferrell and Ryan Reynolds, Ryan Reynolds movie Spirited. I'm going to have a sweet two twenty. Well, you're the guest. Okay, hit us with the one of your watches. Okay, so um, today I watched the Streisand Star Is Born. But I also watched the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special. 
Oh yeah, is that out? Yeah, it's out as of today, and it's fun. It was really fun. Now it's only like forty-eight minutes long. You can count it or you can not count it. Whatever. Uh, I enjoyed it. I needed a little bit more guardians in my life right now. Okay. Um, because I mean, I think everybody's kind of, kind of amped about the volume three, the upcoming volume three. But this is just a little taste, oh, a little nice. tasty taste, on the way there. And I don't want to spoil anything, but Kevin Bacon plays a role. <gasps> I love him yes. forever. I knew, I, I knew that Kevin does play a role. Uh huh. Yeah, He's yeah. also on the soundtrack. Oh yeah, with his band, the old ninety sevens. Oh, nice. Um, Chelsea, tell us about a movie that you've seen that you want to talk about. Well, one that is like a reoccurring theme, which is fucking crazy, and we watched it, but I, at the time, didn't watch it. Terrifier 2. Oh, Everywhere wow. I fucking turn. People like, are talking about it. Like, yeah. I, now, how did it stack up compared to Terrifier 1? I didn't see Terrifier <laughs> <Me> 1. either. <laughs> no but that shit too. was fucking cool. I have heard that it's very, very gory. Oh yeah. yeah. I mean, you're in, and you're you have to go into it with that in mind, otherwise you will not have fun. I don't think I would have fun anyway. I think I, you would because it's kind of tongue in some, cheek. Yeah. Okay. There's some of that going on. They're pretty self-aware. Okay. I just don't know if I can do it. We're it, already out of spooky season too. It doesn't feel like gore for the sake of gore. Okay. It, it, it is very much. It looks creepy as hell making fun i mean there is a creepy element to it but when it really comes down to it i feel like it's it's satire terrifier too all right i loved it one of the more recent movies that we saw but i think you've seen it um was on it's a shutter film Uh uh-huh called saloon oh yeah that was fucking good i don't think i've seen this oh you gotta watch it it takes place in africa uh near senegal i think so on the eastern, it's the western side of Africa, the part that really p- pokes out the farthest. Uh-huh. And you've got three almost like soldiers of fortune, but they're really kind of like these three heroes. The coolest man I've ever seen in my entire fucking life is in this movie. He is tall. He's got beautiful, like, How complexion. And then these bright white dreads. Oh, my mm. God. It's S-A-L-O-U-M. So fucking cool. Um, it is a stylish folk horror with heavy political overtones. And as you're watching uh, it. Okay. I saw your okay. review of this. I have not seen it. As It's good. As you're watching it, it, it made me feel very inadequate with my knowledge of African politics. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Uh, but you, you're able to glean what you need to out of it. But I think there's a lot of, uh, of, of subtext. That horror worth... thriller. Um, yeah. It's fucking and, great. And, and, and I don't want to put too much emphasis on horror because it's not as you would think. Thriller, yeah. I think. These, Suspenseful. These guys are the coolest fuckers on earth. They're just cool. Badass. Yep. Shot down after fleeing a coup and exact extracting a drug lord from Guinea-Bissau, a group of mercenaries must lie low at a remote holiday <laughs> camp. Cheers. Stash their stolen haul and repair their plane to escape back to Dakar, Senegal. Cool. I'll check that out. It is cool. Yeah, there's a kind of a chickens come home to roost. Okay. Like, like full circle kind of element. Word. Yeah. Pretty hey, neat. we got a, a 96% on the RTs. Yeah, it's quite good. Uh, it's one of those, I saw it and I, we, it was like, wow, Shudder is really putting out some Oh, good they've had content. some great one. Um, what else you got there, Travis? Uh, number 215 for me was Blackadam. Blackadam. Blackadam, yes. Oh, I Blackadam like that better. from 2022. Um, despite poor reviews, I found this to be a perfectly serviceable superhero movie. I just wish they had cast Vin Diesel for the skinny Adam flashback scenes. <laughs> I did not like this movie. You didn't care for it? Um, no, I thought it was very lazy writing uh-huh. and lazy character development. Um, also, you know, you're not James Gunn, so stop trying to be James Gunn by playing, you know, smart music. And anybody who plays Paint It Black yeah. in a film called Black Adam yeah. is a little too on the nose. I hear you. Um, and then there was one huge part that bothered me the most. You spend the whole movie explaining who Dr. Fate is and that Dr. Fate's mystical and can travel interdimensionally and pop up anywhere. Yet he's standing behind Hawkman saying, 
I need you to fly the ship closer. Yeah. Why? I mean, the character itself, and I don't know the history of like which came first, but the character itself is very Doctor Strangey. Uh, Fate has been around since the forties. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Chelsea, what you got? Um, I don't know. It was good to see Pierce Brosnan working though. Yeah. Yeah, I so, like Pierce Brosnan. He's Doctor Fate. He's Doctor Fate. Okay, Kent that's Nelson. Cool. Well, speaking of uh, 007, I watched a documentary called The Sounds of 007, which is a must-see for any fan of that film series because it goes into not only the evolution of the score and how it had to change with the times, but also every one of those movies has a song Mm -hmm. that goes along with it, and they get into all of that. That was fun. I don't know why this slipped my mind because it was fucking great, but um, I'm totally fine. Yes. Oh my God. I loved it. Natalie Morales oh, was amazing so good. in this movie. And Jillian Bell's hilarious. I love the her. movie itself is not strictly comedic. It's a no. dark comedy. Yeah. Uh, but there's definitely some laugh out loud parts. And also uh, it was produced by Kyle Nuacek from... Workaholics. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Great movie. I really liked I that loved one. It too. Um, I, I thought Jillian Bell was great, but Natalie Morales' performance in that was on point. She could do no wrong. The way she didn't after. understand syntax. Oh, and, it was so cute. And I, I tweeted that very thing, and she liked my tweet. Nice. Natalie Woo! Morales did, yeah. Yeah, I really enjoyed that. And it's hard to recommend that movie to people because I'm so enthusiastic about it, and then... The, the actual subject matter is pretty dark, you know? Yep. Oh, one of my favorite parts was when the DJ showed up. I just want to <laughs> fucking listen to Papa Roach forever now. Yes. <laughs> so he, she's like, just because we have a DJ doesn't mean we're guaranteed to have fun. He's like, oh, yes, but I have Molly. So. Like, okay. <laughs> awesome. Um, have we talked about bros? That's I the other one. I haven't seen it yet. I have not seen it yet. Is it good? Yes. That's It's amazing. Okay. It is uh, a fresh and hysterical rom-com. I just thanked Billy Eichner for making it, and then yeah. he liked my tweet. Nice. It's very touching, and just it's 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 a neat take. Despite the sexual orientation uh-huh. of the movie, it's just a cool comedy rom-com. Yeah, yeah I it, wouldn't even sit there and put gay in front of it at no, all. That, Queer that, nothing. And it's just a rom-com. I think Billy went on social media about it and was talking about some people just can't watch it because... They're idiots. Of, of, its, of its sexual Pre- nature. Their preconceived notions. Yeah. And, the, and they kind of poke fun at that at several points in the movie. And they're some of the best scenes in the movie. So, uh, yeah. That's good. I need to watch that. Very much worth it's, watching. Yeah, it was great. I loved it. All right, what else you got? Um. Oh, did I mention last time I was on here, Weird, the Al, Al Yankovic story? Have yes. not watched it yet. But you did talk. Somebody did. talked about it. I, I, you. I liked it a lot. I said um, perfect satirical biography because it's not a spoiler to say that. Like I was wondering going in if it was going to be um, if it was going to be like a Weird Al song, but a parody of his own life. And it very much is. There's some very over-the-top stuff. Okay. And Daniel Radcliffe does an amazing job. That's the only part that I'm scared of because Weird Al just, like, means so much to me as a kid. Well, he's in it, too. Well, he, I know, but I just he mean He plays a separate character. Someone else, I don't know. He completely signed off on it. And, in fact, I think that Daniel Radcliffe was his choice to play the role. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's good. Right, let I'll me get there. let me uh, put your apprehensions at ease. You'll love it. Okay. And and Evan Rachel Wood as Madonna. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's good. Yeah, Chelsea, you got one. No, I was going to talk about Bros. You stole it. Oh, oh, and and also Rain Wilson as um, what, what's his name? The guy who was like the major influence on Weird Al. He's an old oh, Doctor Demento. Doctor Demento. Yes, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah, Rain Wilson got his name changed recently. To what? It's like Rain Climate Change is Real Wilson or something. It's like this, he's given himself some... Meta World Peace? Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah there's some, some names that are about, about uh, climate change. Um, well, good for him. As we mentioned in the uh, watch party for... Um, Twins of Evil? No, not not Twins of Evil. Uh, the, the one the we Naked watched with City? Joey, The Naked City. Um, I've been watching a lot of uh, film noir. Okay. And one I want to talk about is The Dark Corner uh, because it stars uh, Lucille Ball. 
Oh wow! Pre obviously pre Lucy. This is nineteen forty six. In a in a straight role. Yeah, and she did several before. Uh, I love Lucy. I'd never seen anything of hers that wasn't comedy. So right. it's neat and refreshing to see this. She uh, kind of plays, uh, she's not a femme fatale, as you would expect for a film noir. No, instead she's the um, secretary for the main character who is kind of caught between a rock and a hard place, kind of in a frame job kind of deal. And he needs to clear his name. And she's step-by-step, side-by-side, helping him out, work it out, and clear his name. And she's as much of a of, of, of a hero in the film as he is. Okay, co-protagonist. It's really neat seeing a female character in, a, in an early film like that be so headstrong. What year are we talking? 50? Uh, 46. 46, okay. Yeah. okay so, I have The a, Dark Corner. I have a question. The movie that you were watching on Criterion, where I can't find it on your Twitter, but um, the guy like holds that family hostage, basically, in their little apartment, and she... He's like, get a car. You need to get a car. It's like, fuck, what was the name of it? I don't know. Why are you not remembering this? Because I see so many film noirs. Um, was it, uh, and it the one it, with Shelly Winters? Yes. Yeah, there's a good Shelly Winters film noir out there. Um, I don't know the name of it. Shelly Winters of Lolita fame? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I'll have to look that up for you. Yeah, Jonathan Winters, mom? <laughs> It was it was a good movie. Did anybody watch Wendell and Wild? The reunion of Key and Peel. No. No. It's pretty good. It's all stop motion. Oh fun. Yeah. Stop motion. Mm-hmm. You're you're familiar with it. I know the technique. You've heard of it. The last one I want to mention and I don't think that we've even had a chance to talk about it, is Barbarian. We talked about. Oh, it. that's right. You didn't like it, Chelsea, because you said it painted women in a bad light. It really does. Well, the the, yeah, I, I don't want to spoil anything. I thought that it was the wildest tour movie I've seen in years. Red Letter Media did a good uh, breakdown on this and kind of took it apart, and they they liked it. Um, I totally take Chelsea's point because. From a guy's point of view, it's easy to see their point, uh-huh. the red letter medias, and, and how, what's his face, uh, Mac. Just, Justin Long? I'm a Mac, yes. Uh, Justin Long. Just what a cad he was and how awful he he's was. He's a scream queen. Yeah, he, he's horrible. Yeah. Uh, as, as a, char- well, a character, for he's a horrible example, human being. For example, the tape measure. Yeah. The tape measure increasing his uh, property value. Yeah. When that should be the last thing he's concerned about. Yeah. Uh, there, there's some really odd things in that movie. But they don't hide the fact that he's he's the real monster. No, no, no. In that's the, the point. opening scene with him. Yeah, yeah he, is, he is the real monster. And it, it's... And reestablishes himself as such multiple times. Yeah. Boy, does he. And, and that's the part where Chelsea had, the, had a real issue with mm-hmm. it, was that, you know, the the female mm-hmm. you know, you spend the the first act of the film establishing why she should trust men yeah and then you spend the rest of the film why she shouldn't trust men yeah and there's a lot of bait and switch in this movie but, too but, like but somehow, Sebastian Stan you're waiting for the other shoe to drop like is this guy actually a, a creeper you know oh you mean um is uh, Sebastian Stan Skarsgård. oh Skarsgård I'm sorry mm-hmm. they do look similar they do I'll give you that. Bill Skarsgård uh, also, the homeless man in the neighborhood when he's like, get out of that house, girl, get out of that exactly. house. And he's actually warning her you should not trust, to go in yeah, there. You should trust that scary man. Right. So th- there's some mixed messages in there. And, and ultimately, like Chelsea pointed out, you know, the, the girls kind of played as a, a tool a little bit. And then, then you have this overriding commentary about this crazy woman mm-hmm. because she has this just maternal complex yes 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 a singular maternal drive yeah and it's not it's not fair um i understand that so, yeah. i still really liked it though it's it's a movie that that elicits conversation that's for sure spoiler alert it might be on my top 22 of 2022 that's fine um i think you can like it if you have a penis because you hmm. will not and cannot 
I've talked understand. to I've talked to I know um, you've talked to them and I and women I don't who've seen doubt, it and enjoyed it. I don't I don't doubt that you know you don't hear them, but it really it just gets fucking annoying mm-hmm. that all women are good for is having babies, and that's very much what that movie says. You can't paint someone as being smart and then have her act like a fucking dipshit and then still go women are smart. Y- you can't do that. Okay, so you're saying she should, never should have gone into the house. She shouldn't have kept helping Justin Long. That's where it gets too much, where it's like, what the fuck? Why are you making her stupid? She's not. She's made every correct choice thus far, and then that happens. Very valid point. All right, I think I'm out of out of check-ins. I have one more check-in. What do you it's got? Just a, it's one of those you can't believe that I've never seen it before. I recently watched Texas Chainsaw Massacre. The original. The original. Nice. I had seen the sequel. I saw it right after it came out on VHS when I was a, a teen. I think it's fucking creepy as hell. It's it's a very creepy movie, and acting aside and character motivations aside, it's a creepy fucking movie. Yeah, and it's it's got ambiance and atmosphere and mood, beautifully done. It's considered fairly like ground groundbreaking in the horror genre. Absolutely, right? absolutely, yeah. I mean. And people put it up there with Night of the Living Dead and things like that. Well, my favorite thing is if you talk about gory films, for some reason, people name Texas Chainsaw Massacre. And it's like the original one is not that gory. They don't do that. Well, they, they didn't have the budget. Well, but they also were strategic. We're talking about the Matthew it. McConaughey one, right? <laughs> they were strategic with it and left a lot to the imagination yeah. and let it run wild. And I think that's why people have that association. Oh, yeah. I remember growing up hearing about this movie and how it was awful and it was horrible and oh and people like walked out of the theater yeah right? i mean it had all these uh, uh, uh legends behind it and that's like as i said i was probably about 12 13 14 years old when the uh sequel came out and i was confused by the plot i didn't know who all these people were the family i i, I was but it had that it still retained that 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 creepy yeah just vibe this Almost incestuous, weird, redneckery. Redneckery. Thank you. Yes. So yeah, that's a that's a catch up on the movie marathon. Do you, do you think you're going to get three sixty five? I definitely am not. Okay. I, I'm at two twenty. There's. It's not not looking good. <laughs> <laughs> if I was to watch, let's see, it would have to be um, three two, a day. Maybe three a day. I don't think I can do it. I don't think you can. Thanksgiving either. break is only so long. <laughs> Oh well, it was worth the try. Hey man, I I um, am enjoying checking in these movies, and it's kind of a re- little bit of a relief that the pressure is off. There's no nobody with a gun to my head making me get to three sixty five. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Um, so I think that uh, I think that that's a good place to p- pump the brakes and and, and finish out the uh, epi. Okay. I want to thank you, Travis, for thank you. for being on the show. Yes, and birthing this idea mm-hmm. of uh, the star is birthed. The star is birthed, but it was it's a breach. It's a breach. As much as some of them like piss me off, I'm still glad that I watched all of them. The star is born by cesarean. Well, they all have something relevant. To there's all the there's something good and bad about each of those. Of movies. course. Yeah, and it's good to have the. Uh, a, this long telescope of context mm-hmm. as well. I mean, could you imagine somebody who was alive and only had ever seen the original and then you show them the next three movies and get their hot takes? Yeah, that's got to be pretty that one. crazy. He that's ran the one. all the way. That okay. one. Okay. And he wants her to get the car, but he doesn't trust people and he keeps questioning her. Like, you didn't get the car. And she's like, I got the car. Oh, that one. Yes. That and then at the one. end, you're like, oh, fuck, she got the car. And he tried to get to it. And it was, he's I like, thought it was fucking great. He's gunned down by the cops at the end. And she's there. And her wait- dad. Yep. And she's there waiting for him with the car. Yeah. It's, it's a good movie. It's called He Ran All the Way. Sorry. It's really good. He Ran All the Way. It's good. Well, uh, as this is the, um, like we mentioned, Thanksgiving break, would anybody like to say what they're thankful for? I'm thankful for the Minnesota Vikings. All right. Doing very well. They beat Bill Belichick. Well. Just him, though. It was the Minnesota Vikings (laughs) versus Bill Belichick. And and he was cheating the the whole time. (laughs) They beat him with deflated footballs. 
How about you? What are you thankful for? Ah, goodness gracious. I am thankful that I have not caught my wife's cold. I'm not sick on Thanksgiving. I am, you know, just thankful for good friends, family, and food. You're thankful for food. Food. I like food. You need it. It's required. Um, I'm thankful for creative people out there who continue to put out cool creative shit for us to enjoy. Because it keeps us going. I'm also thankful for Haley Bieber. (laughs) Just in general. Okay. That's great. Travis, you got any plugs for us? Um, I want to plug Haley Bieber. (laughs) That's it. Chelsea, any plugs? No. (laughs) I would like to plug the podcast itself. It's a joke about Thanksgiving stuffing. (laughs) (laughs) On the horizon, we have the top 22 of 22. Uh Uh-huh. However, uh, after this breakneck pace of putting out an episode a week of in November, which hooray for us, we did it. Yeah, good job. Mm-hmm. Uh, we will probably come back with one episode in December, and that remains to be determined what it will be exactly. Maybe even two if we can work it out. I'm curious to do. Uh, uh, you want to go down the Christmas story rabbit hole? I, I don't know if we're going to do the rabbit hole. I think we might do something on the uh, Christmas story Christmas. The new one. Yeah, the new one. And I haven't then, seen it yet. And then it Me neither. adjacently reveal this. That there vast, are like 25 other movies in that franchise. This vast web of other films based on the universe. Ralphie. Of the Ralphie verse. The Ralphie verse. I'll yeah. only go down the rabbit hole if somebody gets me the fucking bunny suit jumpy. Okay. Oh, that's. Maybe, I mean, maybe, maybe. As always, please uh, follow us on social media. Contact us. We're at Cinema Chop Shop on everything. Except, Except for, for YouTube. YouTube. We're at Cinema Chop Shop Podcast. This week, we launched our uh, identities on Mastodon. The new Twitter? Well, a new Twitter. It's, uh, it is at Cinema Chop Shop on the server Universe Odon. Universe Odon. Are you... Um... Are you going to abandon Twitter now that the no Musk, no no Musk, just uh, just getting Musk that, Mellon is in charge? We're just getting the uh, the the usernames at these other landing spots just in case everything goes sideways. We're also on Hive Social. Hmm. Hive Social. What about Parlor? Are you on Parlor? We're not on Parlay. We or, will not be on Parlay. Um. What about uh, Truth Social? <laughs> we, won't, we are not on Truth Social. Uh, I don't know if that one will see the end of the week. Uh, QAnon? Are you guys on QAnon? (laughs) (laughs) Also, please like and subscribe to the podcast. Tell your friends. Make them listen. Sit on them and make them love us. I'm Catman. Rate and review. (laughs) We love that shit. Wow, deep cuts. I know, right? There's. It's canon. That's why we have Travis on the show. Well, Um, I'm glad you brought that up because. I've been sitting over here just waiting to spill the beans, if you will. My name's Smokey Joe. And I'm not after gold. I'm after that Acapulco gold. (laughs) That's going to do it for us this week. Thank you, everybody, for listening to the show. Peace. Please remember to watch Chop Chop Retrofit. And Travis, eat a fucking starfish.